Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Welcome to Road to Redemption. This is John Martin, your host, Road to Redemption. We've got a weekly show where we share powerful life testimonies, reaching the lost and giving hope. And I'm so excited today to have my friend, Morris Mori, we call him Mori Shapiro here. Mori, good to have you here. Well, thank you. Great to be here. I'm so glad we, we got you on. It's been so fun getting to know you and a little bit about your story. And I got to read your book, which we'll talk about here in a, in, in a little while, called Three Muslims and a Jew. So we're, we're excited to hear about that. But first, tell us a little bit about your story and your background. Okay, I was brought up in the Jewish religion. And I lived in a little town in uh, upstate New York, Gloversville, New York, and I lived in a nice Jewish neighborhood. And when I was about eight years old, I became very disturbed when I read the headlines of the paper and I saw Russia might blow up the United States. So I was really scared. And I went home, talked to my mother, and my mother said, don't worry, everything is fate. And there's no such thing as life after death, which really bothered me. So when I was about 12 years old, my best friend across the street, I lived in a Jewish neighborhood, uh, and he was Jewish too, and he came along and said, my housekeeper's trying to tell the family about Jesus. And I got, who's Jesus? You know, the Jewish people don't talk against him, but they just don't ever mention him. They totally leave him out of everything, so you don't know who he is. So I was 12 years old, and all of a sudden, a curiosity came to me, who is Jesus? And we didn't have internet back then. I couldn't look it up anywhere. I didn't know there was a New Testament. I didn't know there were four gospels. So I did the next best thing. I approached the rabbi. I was going to Hebrew school at the time. And I said to him, who is Jesus? And I couldn't believe the response I got, the anger in his eyes. He just looked at me and he said, don't you ever mention that name. Wow. And I didn't understand. I found out later that he had escaped. He was in the Holocaust. He had escaped in an underground tunnel. And so he had a bad feeling about Christians, I guess. So then I went home and I said, well, maybe my father will tell me. So I went to my father and he did the exact same thing. He said, and they stuck their finger in my face and said, don't you ever mention that name. So I said, what am I going to do? Nobody will tell me about Jesus. I just let it drop for a while. And nobody ever witnessed to me till I was 23 years old. How did that come about? Well, I got drafted for the Vietnam. It was during the Vietnam War. And instead of going to the Army, I went in the Air Force. And I was sent to Columbus, Mississippi. And I dreaded it. And first I went through basic, and then I ended up in Columbus, Mississippi, but it was the best thing that could ever happen to me. But anyway, in basic training, which was a total nightmare, a guy was witnessing to another person, and he was telling him about Jesus. And I went right up to him, and I said, can you tell me about Jesus? He says, what religion are you? I go Jewish. He says, no. Oh, wow. So here I am, totally frustrated. Nobody... Will tell me. You've been I, trying and trying. <laughs> yeah. It's. So I, I always got my identity from playing sports. I was a very good athlete in 
school, played a lot of sports, and I was playing football in the service, and I injured my knee, and I had to go to therapy. And the therapist, I'll never forget his name, Michael Parker. He was a Christian. And he right away brought up the subject religion. And I right away thought, well, I'm Jewish. You really can't talk to me. And his eyes lit up. And he handed me a New Testament. And he says, read this. So I'll never forget it. Here I am in Mississippi. I'm very scared of snakes. And I'm lying on the lawn reading the Bible. And I'm reading the Gospel of John. And all of a sudden, it was like the heavens opened up. And all of a sudden, I knew there was a God. I knew there was hope. My whole life was changed, and I was so excited. I wanted to tell the world, but the world wasn't ready for me yet. <laughs> so it was interesting. So I, what happened was when people found out I was Jewish, they wanted me to speak at their churches. They wanted me to speak to the youth groups. And I was excited to do that, but I really wasn't prepared I didn't really know much. You know, I read a little bit of the gospel and started going to church. And, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. And who would have thought anything good could have come out of Mississippi? <laughs> well, as we talked about earlier, I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> I know, and uh, I, I, I know it has, it has, has its issues as any state, but it's a great state. But I'm sure it was a little, it was very, you were like being in a foreign, foreign planet, being a, New York Jewish person. There aren't yeah. many Jewish people in Mississippi. So it was a, but God worked through that state and that situation to bring you to Christ. So right. hallelujah yeah. to that. So, so I had a real burden for my family. Uh, and unfortunately, my mother and father weren't too receptive. They were quite angry. And, but I, I went home and I was going to share the gospel with my brothers and sisters. And my brother Jeffrey was going through some very difficult times. He was in college. He was heavy into drugs. And when I got there, they were having a big party in the basement of my parents' house. And I remember there were four people there. And I really didn't know how to witness. I just knew that, I, I just knew that Jesus loved me. So I'd say to them, Jesus loves you. And they'd, they'd all start mocking me, laughing at me. And one guy held up his bottle of beer and says, this is my God. And then another girl said, if you know what happened to me, you wouldn't believe in God. And so I stayed calm for some reason. I just, I don't know what, it was, God's grace. And the next day, my brother comes up to me and he says, Maury, they're all fools. I want what you have. So the only thing I knew how to do was say, here's the gospel of John, read it. And he, when he got to the fifth chapter, his eyes lit up. You know, I was, in, I was in class the other day, and, and there was a guy that went to Episcopalian church all his life. So I said, well, when did you become a Christian? And he said, all of a sudden, he said, I got cancer, and I was going through a struggle, and all of a sudden, it just clicked. He was born again. So my brother is reading the fifth, and all of a sudden, his eyes light up, and it just clicked. He was born again. Wow. And your brother became born again, gave his life to Christ. And as you were sharing with me earlier, he was into drugs and living a pretty heathen life. And then I think, I think you mentioned today that he, he's gone to pretty high levels of success in his yeah, life. He, he uh, went back to college. Well, at first he, first he got very involved in the church and he actually became ordained. 
And then uh, a big falling out happened there where he, the church, something really bad happened, a real bad scandal, and he left the church. And he went in, he went to uh, Texas and uh, he ended up becoming president of Bell Helicopter. And he'll yeah, always say, a- the one thing that changed my life was Christianity. Wow. And, you know, it was, it's nice that uh, you had that. So I've, I've always had a burden. I want to share one other testimony. I've yeah. always had a very big burden to share to the Jewish people, and they're not easy to share with. They have mindsets. A so, lot of tradition, yeah, a lot and, of culture. Yeah, and, and they don't like John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That, that verse really bothers them, the inclusiveness. So anyway... I really wanted to witness to my friends in Hebrew school. And it's amazing how the way it happened. Cool. First of all, I went to a class reunion and they were all there. I hadn't written the book yet, but then I got on a Zoom call with them. And it was really funny because one of the Jewish guys was my friend on Facebook and he wanted a copy of my book. And this guy, every other word out of his mouth was not good. You know, so I sent him a book. I said, okay, let's see what happens, you know. And so I get on the Zoom call with all my Jewish friends and they say, well, how come your email says Pastor Maury 3? What happened? You know, I said, well, I've written a book. I can explain it all in the book. And all of a sudden that guy that I had no faith in him chimes in and says, the book is great. I love the book. So awesome. next thing you know, All the Jewish guys wanted my book. And here's the real shocker. Now, I had a real problem in school because I was hyperactive back then when they didn't know anything about hyperactivity. So I was in the front row, sent to the office every time I was abrupt. And that was my, you know, I'd be sent to the office every other day. I could not pay attention. I could barely pass. And that was my whole life in school. Well, my friend Richard Baslick's father was a doctor. He was valedictorian of the class, ended up to be a doctor, and he was brilliant. And he remembers me. He remembers the Maury that was pretty slow in the school, not because I wasn't smart, because I couldn't pay attention. So he read the book, and this shocked me. He says, it is so well written, it's a page turner. And that was the greatest compliment I could get from this guy that was totally brilliant, and he was Jewish, and I couldn't believe they weren't offended it's a great yep. book, folks. We're, we're visiting with Maury Shapiro and talking about his book. It's Three Muslims and a Jew. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the book. One, okay. one, why did you write the book? I felt God leading to me to write that book for probably 10, 15 years. But okay. you got to remember, I got, you know, when I, I scored only a 68 in my English Regents, I went to college and I got a D in English composition. I deserved an F. I had a mindset that I couldn't write. Everybody loved my storytelling. I mean, I would tell these stories to everybody wherever I was. They all said, you've got to write a book. You've got to write a book. But I was, I really had that mindset. But then I finally, God told me to write it. And what, what, what's the three Muslims about? Okay, the three Muslims were, my wife and I were playing tennis with my son, And a a man approached us with dark skin and dark complexion. And he said, can I join you? And and my wife is very uh, friendly. She said, ask him where he's from. And he says, oh, I'm from, oh, where do you think I'm from? You know, and and this was right around 
uh, when they, 9-11, this is, and everybody looked at these Muslims with hate. You know what I mean? And sure. they, and so we became friendly with him. I found out he was from Turkey. His name was Mehmet. Have you ever heard that name before? <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, Afterwards, she says, invite him over for some refreshments. So he said, can I bring my two friends? So all of a sudden, I've got these three men sitting in my living room, and I know nothing about them, and my wife brings up that subject. What religion are you? And they said, we're Muslims. And she said, my husband loves to talk about religion. I felt like crawling under the couch because Jews and Muslims don't get along. But I ended up having a three-hour discussion with him where they were yelling and screaming, and they were having the best time of their life. But I was scared because I'm not used to that emotion. I didn't realize that uh, they were having a good time. And the one guy knew everything. He knew the Bible. He knew the Koran. So I said to him, have you ever read the Bible? And he started laughing. He says, no, and I've never read the Koran either. So, it was kinda, so I developed a relationship with these guys, and it was unbelievable I mean, how open they were. And they told me, they said to me, he says, you look at us differently. I can see that you really care. Everybody else looks at us like we're terrorists. You look at us like oh. we're people. And so they, I won their hearts and they would listen to me. And that's what Christ wants. Yes. And, you know, you're, you're an evangelist. Your, your mission is to reach the lost. It doesn't matter if they're Muslim or, um, you know, Jewish or, or whatever, Right. culture or religion they might their background might be it's to to reach the lost and um i love that about you maury i really do what well, let's talk a little bit about you know the the jewish faith because that's that's kind of been your calling yes <clears throat> how do christians witness to their jewish friends well usually they don't know very much about jesus or the new testament so i would always Give them a gospel of John. And you know, when I gave my sister the gospel of John, she just said, I love it. It's so beautiful. You know, but it's, it's, and it's better to hand them a small pamphlet than a whole Bible. You know, you, yeah. you can get through to them. You just have to assume they don't know much about the gospel. They don't know much about Jesus. They've been brainwashed to, that we're very narrow people. You know what I mean? And, and it's a very narrow religion. So... But I, I've always had the philosophy is Jesus was the friend of sinners before he became their savior. So I develop relationships with people. You know what I mean? And you win them over. You win them over by that. We not only witnessed to three Muslims there, but we, my wife and I uh, taught three Muslims English, three other Muslims English. And they looked at us and they say, why do you want to help us? We don't understand you know, and it's it's just interesting the way they respond. But yeah, and there are only 15 million Jews in the world and only 200,000 Messianic Jews. A Messianic Jew is one that believes Jesus is the Messiah. And there's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament where they're looking for the Messiah that's already come. So it's, it's uh, I always point them in that direction too. I'll say, read Isaiah 53 which tells the whole prophecy 750 years before it happened about the crucifi crucifixion of Christ, how he died for our sins. So I try to get them interested and open. Now, if they're not open at all, I stop. I don't try to force it. 
I wait. I say, well, maybe you know, just like just like the fact just, that it's so easy to give somebody a book with your testimony. That's what I love about the book. It's got my testimony in it, and that people can read it, and they're not. I gave it to an atheist. I love that. And the atheist loved it. And I, I interviewed him. I said, well, how come you're not offended? And, you know, and he, he says, because you didn't preach at me. You just shared your view. You know, and he, he was just amazed by the whole thing. And he says, now I'm an agnostic. He's got a little way to go, yeah, but, you know, you're, you're awesome. working on him. But it's, yeah, I liked it. And I gave it to a Muslim here right at the church. That's awesome. And that, he that, said he loved it. And that's what Jesus wants us to do is love everyone. Exactly. And to share his gospel with everyone in a loving way, uh, you know, not a confrontational way or an argumentative way, just show the love. And if, the, if obviously, like you said, if, they, if they, they open up to it, then just continue to share and continue to love on them. And uh, well, I wanted to share with, with the, you listeners about the show and our mission. We have three primary things we want you to do if you're listening, is to, number one, pick up a Bible. God speaks to you through his written word, and he will speak to you right now. If you don't have a Bible, pick, pick up your, obviously, your, your book if you have it, but if you don't, you can get the Bible online through the YouVersion app or Destiny Worship Center has an app, and, and God will start, start speaking to you right now. And number two, we want to encourage you to Find a local church, a Christ-centered church, and give that church one year. This year, give it this year and go and just get involved in that church. And, and lastly is to join a small group, to get an accountability group that you do life with. So we just want to encourage you to do these three things. Maury, is there, as we're coming to the end, anything else you want to share? Well, we did... I did become an ordained minister, and we did start a church. And basically what John is saying there is so true. We had the motto in Acts 2.42, prayer, fellowship, breaking of bread, and the apostles' teaching. So you see there, there's prayer, there's the word, there's fellowship, and breaking of bread, communion. And so you need to be involved. It's not a, it's not a religion of being alone. It's a religion of being part of the body of Christ and getting involved yes. and getting mentored. When you're young, yes. you need to get mentored by yes. by somebody that helps you. You're you're a young Christian and you need yes. a lot of we all need it. We all need it. That is important. It really is. Well this has just been great. We've been visiting with Maury Shapiro. He wrote the book Three Muslims and a Jew. I highly encourage y'all to pick it up. How do people find this book? Maury? Well, it's on Amazon.com, or if they see me here at Destiny, which I'm here probably three times a week, they can. I always have copies with me in the in my car, and I carry a little case with them. And a lot of people from Destiny have them already, so good. It's been a blessing here. Well, thank you for being bold to share the gospel of Jesus and and and, and to speak out to all different types of people and with Jesus' love. You're really doing a good job with that, Morian. Well, thank you. We appreciate you coming on today. Well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. It's been a blessing. It's been great. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption.